Thank you for tuning in to Entertain the Geeky, your source for nerd news. Hey guys, what's up? This is Jason with you as always. Chris is here with us as well. Guys, what's going on? <laughs> and uh, we, we, we didn't get to do this last week, so I want to apologize to everybody who's loyal out there and listens. Uh, I just had some, some bad stuff going down and didn't get a chance to get around to it, so I apologize. But... In that interim time, we've gotten a lot of awesome things that we need to discuss. Um, I'm just going to start where I would like to and talk about Black Panther. Do it. Man, that, that theatrical trailer is Sick. is insane. I, this is, I, I, don't, I, I mean, for a while, we've obviously had expectations about what Wakanda is and what the Black Panther movie will be. Um, and the teaser trailer did enough to kind of give us an idea that some of those things that we love about this world are actually going to be coming to the big screen. I, uh, I'm super intrigued by how they've done, they've done this whole tribal thing with it. Yeah. And I, I was scared about how they would, uh, integrate that into the modern Marvel universe that we've been experiencing for the past, you know, almost 10 years now. Absolutely. Um, so in, in, based off what I've seen so far, they're doing a really good job of it. It looks awesome. They still keep the, uh, the, Hey, we're a tribe. I'm a king. Yeah. They they keep this whole vibe about it, and it's just it's sick, man. Yeah, they have we have we still have the technological background of Wakanda, absolutely. But we also have a very tribal nature to everything that's going on. Um, and I definitely, I, I'm definitely digging the fact that uh, you know we finally got to see, I guess, Gold Jaguar would yeah. be the best way to describe him. Um, we saw that that in the teaser trailer, <laughs> we saw that little pose that he does where he kind of pulls the blades, and he's, he looks like he's about to be attacked. Um, what we didn't see that we have seen now is that he's using some kind of, I guess, maybe image-inducing technology. Yeah. That's really the thing I can think of. And if you're unfamiliar, um, Nightcrawler, one of the X-Men, used to use it so he could walk around looking normally. It was basically just like a thing that he wore that masked him in a holographic blue, projection. Yeah. yeah. Um, to look like a normal person. Look like whoever you want, really. They've been used by S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and various stuff like that. So... I guess maybe they're introducing that into this world. That'd be crazy. That would be interesting uh, because I can't really imagine the costume just kind of like manifesting itself, similar to like Iron Man with the with the Extremis and yeah. the Iron Man three stuff. Um, so I'm not really sure what to make of that. Whether it's some kind of image inducing thing or whether it's technology in Wakanda is just well beyond anything we've ever seen, which I guess could be the case, <laughs> and that what Iron Man did with his suit that's able to kind of just like assemble itself has been something that they can look at and laugh about because they've had far superior technology yeah, for years. Like, Dude, come on. Your stuff's weak. <laughs> um, but the trailer is spectacular and just really does a good job of giving us a view of this world and what we can expect uh, while still leaving a lot of questions. And there was the really funny comment that popped up um, when the poster went up. They, yep. they revealed the official poster and there are two white guys on the poster and if you're familiar with the white characters in this uh, mostly black cast. They're bad guys. Um, well, I, I, Martin Freeman's, you know, he may not be a bad guy. He may, Maybe. It's, it's still up in the air. But it's Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis. So the joke was the two white guys are Bilbo Baggins and Gollum. Yep. Uh, the Tolkien white guys. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. It made me laugh. I had to chuckle. <laughs> did, did you did you post that or repost it? Maybe. I, I don't remember. I, th I think maybe it did. Somebody did cuz it was it was hilarious. It was, it was good. It was all over the internet. It was very good. Um But yes, I am looking forward to seeing uh Clawback. Last time we saw him was Avengers Age of Ultron. Yep. Um getting his arm chopped off. Now he's got his 
his like fancy Robot tech arm, arm yeah, with the lasers. And it might not be what we remember from the comics, but it's uh, you know a, a MCU substitute, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, very interesting to see. They kind of give us a little more of the relationship between him and Shuri. Uh, Shuri is, if you're unfamiliar, is his little sister. Uh, in the comics, she's been the White Tiger, and she was Black Panther for a while. Uh, in the comics as well. Um, so that's interesting to see. Um, another trailer that popped up in the last couple of weeks is uh, New Mutants. And I was actually very, very confused. Uh, I guess because I, I didn't really expect 20th Century Fox to embrace to embrace a more kind of horror aspect to a story. So we actually uh, talked about this on the EG podcast. Okay. We're freaking stoked about it. I think it's interesting. I just didn't. I, I didn't really expect them to go that way, right? Like it. It seems. Uh, it seems an interesting direction. Now there is speculation that this could be something that's happening in one of the characters' minds, um, and and this is their way of coping with their abilities, or it could just be a legit look. They're in a they're in a place, and their powers are new to them, and they really don't know how to control them, and somebody's powers are out of control without them realizing it. Um, but it did have a couple of key things that I thought were very interesting. Um, Richter is yep. being played by the kid from Stranger Things. Heck yeah. Uh, the older brother from Stranger Things, yep. Will's older brother, um, which I think is very awesome. I, I thought he was great in that. I thought all those kids were great in Stranger Things. Stranger Things had an amazing cast, Yeah, I, man. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, you know, with their season careers. Season two. Well, season two comes up, you know, wow, it's this Friday. It is. <laughs> so, uh, we had this... This week, Christopher was like, is that a scary show, Dad? And I'm like, it, it's a little creepy. I'm like, but I think you could actually handle that one. It's more sci-fi than horror. Um, yeah. yeah, and he's like, he's like, cool, can we watch that before the new season comes out? And I was like, you're damn right we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because, yeah, it does have like horror kind of creepy elements, a little bit of jump scare type stuff. But yeah. It's mostly a sci-fi thing. I mean, the very we'll get into a little bit of spoiler territory, so if you've not watched the show, you know. Watch it earmuffs cover up your ears and stop listening for a sec um but it kind of you know the idea of an alternate reality that exists kind of parallel and stacked right on top of our own yeah. is it goes into like string theory and some of the real like scientific theories about alternate dimensions absolutely so i think it, it has the horror elements but i think that's because you're looking at it from the perspective of humans who view it as something that's scary correct rather than something that's scientific um, because any sci-fi fan is going to look and, and go, oh my God, this is like the, you know, the, the shadow realm or the dark realm or the underworld. Well, yeah, cause I look at it like me personally, I look at it as the shadow realm, you know, yeah. the upside down Right. Yeah. and there's demigorgons there and whatnot. So yeah. I'm like, no, that's bad. <laughs> that's scary. So yeah, it has, it has the scary <laughs> elements. It has the sci-fi elements. Um, but it looks like, you know, getting back to New Mutants, that, that we're getting a horror film. I mean, the, yeah. the, the trailer definitely implies that this the narrative is going to be driven by scare. Yeah. Um, which is interesting from 20th Century Fox. I, I could see the MCU doing something like that because they've done these, like, genre-defining things. Uh, 20th Century Fox, his... With Deadpool, they had a, they had a chance to do something genre-defining. They did. Um, they took it, they seized it, and I think they realized what that meant. So then you get it again with Logan. Right. Genre-defining movie. Something that's um, different. Yeah, absolutely different. Done. Yeah. So now they're like, you know what? We don't 
we can put superheroes in these movies and it doesn't have to be a superhero movie. Exactly. Uh, we're just going to make a good film. Well, so you'd think they would have learned that long ago. The MCU has been doing that successfully for the better part of a decade now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And the MCU also, though, they've gotten formulaic with stuff. So, like, you watch one of the origin movies, we're really watching the same origin again and again and again, just with a different guy in it. But that doesn't stop them from being entertaining. I'm not saying that they're not entertaining. And and But the Winter Soldier is what really changed it up for them. Well, that's true. Because um, I mean, you have that, and then you have Guardians of the Galaxy, which right. steps outside of their normal framework again. And then you get uh, Doctor Strange, which also stepped outside of the... Like, you still I have mean, the even superhero... Ant-Man, you know, Ant-Man kind of was great. beyond yeah, that's their fair. normal structure. With the exception of the villain trope, that's the thing that I think they get into a little too often, is the hero is basically facing his negative. Yeah. You know, the villain is basically matched with the hero in terms of either technology or, you know, tied into the narrative in some yeah. way. They're always kind of facing the opposite of them. That's and I fair. think that but that's something that's been happening in comics, you know, forever. I think what I think in Iron Man 2 that's one of the things that they really got right though. Cuz we got Whiplash who's Yeah, but ultimately he just became Crimson Dynamo, he, which was another guy yeah, in a big kinda, suit, you kinda, know what kinda, I mean? Yeah. yeah, he had whips and stuff still, but he was just basically another guy in an Iron Man. Right? I guess that's fair. It's just when he when he first bombarded Tony Stark, oh yeah, cut his race car in half. I was like, yeah. oh, this is gonna be awesome. That was I was excited about Whiplash, but then again, they just turned him into another they did. guy. In I a guess suit. You're, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, Iron Man three, which is nobody's, most people's, you know, not their favorite movie because of you know loyalty to who the man or it is as a character. Um, didn't enjoy that movie, but I think that's the movie that really took it outside of the realm of look. This is just another guy in a suit. We're trying to challenge Tony. Not challenge Iron Man. What what I think Iron Man 3 did well is it challenged Tony. And made Tony realize that with or without the suit, he is a hero. Well, and we see that continue over into Age of Ultron. Absolutely. Um, and like where that's not the strongest Marvel movie, no. uh, you do get to see the trials and tribulations of Tony Stark there. Oh, and yeah. That made it interesting. Yeah, I mean, so what, what New Mutants has to give to us? is yet to be seen whether it's again you know just someone lost control of their powers in this terrible place or this is happening in someone's psyche um either way i think it looks like it's got a great cast good horror flick yeah that's all if they if they can deliver that exactly it's gonna be a killer movie yeah i mean it, it, you know it's still gonna be a pg-13 film so there's still gonna be a targeted audience oh, for this movie right that may not be the the diehard hardcore horror fans but I think we'll still have enough of like the the you know typical PG thirteen horror tropes like jump scares and 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 creepy imagery and off screen deaths that are handled by shadows and things like that, um, which could be very interesting. Um, moving on into the video game world, uh, so a couple of things have popped up this week, and I'm going to start again where I want to start because we might be getting a new Legacy of Kane game. Aha! And I'm very excited about it. I mean, I, I literally have tattoos on my wrists of the, the symbols of the main protagonist and antagonist of the video game. I have loved these video games since I don't even remember when the first one came out at this point. It's been so long. It's from the PlayStation 1 era. A hundred years ago. <laughs> and we are in the PlayStation 4 era, if that makes any sense. Um, but the, they, they've been... Going back and forth for a little while about whether or not another game is going to get made or what yeah. we're going to do. Um, is this going to happen? Is this not going to happen? Um, and, you know, a year or so ago, uh, one of the higher ups at the company was was talked to about it. And he said, well, we'd love to develop a new IP for, for Legacy of Kane um, and, and, and get that, you know, back out there to the fans, the diehard fans that we know like it. 
But we got other things going on, so I'd say he said there was about a 50-50 chance of something like that actually happening. It might happen, it might not happen, which right. he's saying... That's not an answer. Yeah, it's not. No. We'll see, guys. Yeah. We'll see. So, you know, here we are today, and, you know, yesterday or day before, you know, recently, Crystal Dynamics tweeted out a, you know, a picture of Raziel from the original Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver video game with just the tweet that says... You know, I am Raziel, firstborn of his lieutenants. Um, and if you're familiar with Legacy of Cain as the video game series goes, that is one of the classic lines from one of the opening, you know, uh, the opening monologue from Raziel, I guess, if you will, when he's kind of setting the stage for the whole story. Um, so many fans have taken that to, to, to say that either, A, we're going to get a new game, and this is kind of a, hey, get hyped again about it, or... We are going to remaster the games to for pipe. current generation yeah. systems to see if there's enough interest in those kinds of things for us to spend the money to make a new game. Well, and I, f- I feel like if they do the remastered editions, they're going to get a bunch of guys like you and me yeah. that you know grew up with it, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get the nostalgia train, and I think that'll help to drag in like my kids could start playing it, right? You know. The Legacy of Kane games are amazing. They weren't the most revolutionary video games when it came to combat or, you know, leveling up or any of that kind of stuff. Um, Combat was very repetitive. But what kept you going, it didn't matter that the gameplay was repetitive. What kept you going was you were engaged in such an epic tale of this place called Nazgoth and and the history of the war between humans and vampires. and, And going even further back than that and understanding that at one point the vampires weren't the demons that we know them they were angelic things that were protecting protecting mankind from some ancient evil yeah so you just you get steeped in the mythology of this world and i mean i remember myself playing legacy of Kane defiance which is the most recent one in my memory it was a playstation 2 game um i remember playing that game and the 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 parts i was bored with were the parts where i was actually doing something where I was actually pushing buttons and fighting bad guys. I, I was just, just want to read. Right. I, no, no. I, I want to see that next cutscene. I want to see that next piece of the story. So this little fighting that I have to do was almost like a, it was slowing down the game. Right. Most people say big, long, drawn out cutscenes slow down the game. This was completely the opposite. The, the tedious, boring fighting stuff, which had its moments and had some interesting little puzzle solving stuff, was just to facilitate that next piece of information that you were going to get. That next cutscene that was going to tell you more of the story. I was more engaged in the character's arc than the character's, you know, motivations to get there. Okay. It was just, it was a revolutionary way to tell a story. They had a, a, an excellent voice cast that, I mean, like movie quality voice cast. I mean, these people were not just phoning it in. You know, these people were these characters. They made you believe in who they are. And it was fantastic. It was just phenomenal. And all of that just built one of the greatest video games I've ever played. The video greatest video game series I've ever played. And have it back would be a dream come true. Have it remastered for your PS4? I mean, remastered for my PS4, One that's great. I will play the crap out of that. I want a new game. I want a new legacy. Because the last game leaves you on such a cliffhanger. Well, then maybe you'll get it. Right? You, you have, by the end of the last game, you have changed <coughs> history. By time traveling and altering what your destiny is in this world, and opened up the game to a new era. Uh, you know, we the, need to write him a letter. 
there have been so many letters written to them. There have been so many tweets at Crystal Dynamics begging from fans for for more. Nobody stuff. cares about tweets. Tweets are <laughs> tweets are fake. You send somebody tweets a, are this world. You man. send them a physical letter. As much as I don't like, and here tweets. we're gonna seal it. We're gonna get like a real seal. Okay, we'll have an EG seal made. I don't even care, and we'll okay. send it to them that way. Okay, all right. By owl. I mean, I'm I'm down to send a letter, but By that's not owl. how you get people to hear your thing and your opinion in this day I'll and age. I'll tell you what. All right, so <laughs> I will find out when they're having a meeting. Okay, they're going to be in a big board meeting. We're going to send a freaking owl in, and they're going to be like, "What is this, Harry Potter?" And uh, you know, Hedwig. Pull <laughs> and drop it off. Oh, and they're going to be like, "What the hell is going on?" And then they're going to read this letter, and they're going to be like, "Well, Jason really needs this." <laughs> And that's what we have to we gotta make it. We're going to make a new game. Guys, they'll I don't care how out, much it costs. They'll tweet out, thanks, Jason. <laughs> All the fans thank Jason for Here, his Here's support. his picture, and it'll be your character. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. One of my, one of my, my, my close personal friends, um, who you either know or have definitely had on the show, uh, Bum, Zach Lee, yeah. has... Has the tattoo of Kane's symbol on his on his upper arm. Yeah. Um, so we are blood brothers in our love of Legacy of Kane. In fact, when I when I saw this article today, the first thing I did was text him. Crap! Did you see this? This might happen now. Did you guys, did you guys get your tattoos with the same dirty needle? No. You're like, hey, no. let's go, let's go together. We're gonna use the same needle on each other. I got these tattoos long before I ever saw the beautiful bum without his shirt on. Okay. Um, and finally went. Oh my god, I have that same tattoo. <laughs> Look. <laughs> but he was the first person I reached out to because I was just I was very, very excited. Beautiful. What else um, we got? What else we got? So uh you know, Marvel Legacy has been something that we've talked about a few times on the show. Um it's really, you know, kind of trying to change your viewpoint as a Marvel fan now, right? It's similar to how DC Rebirth did with DC fans. And we've seen solicitations for the next few months of, of what's going on. And there's some interesting things that, while may seem a little gimmicky, um, if you look at what they're trying to accomplish, it's just a return to the things and the form that they used to love, that, that fans used to love, yeah. which is what DC Rebirth did. DC Rebirth is doing a good job of still appealing to the new fans with this new content that you don't have to know history to read, but also appealing to the old fans by by bringing back some classic things and some arcs and some stories. Some that, Easter eggs. Right, yeah. that they loved back in the day, that they were devoted fans because of. Um, so take take these solicitations how you will. I think it's actually a, a good step in the right direction for Marvel. So the, the first big thing that is, is happening is Guardians of the Galaxy number 150 and 151 is going to bring back Adam Warlock. Yep. Um, and if you remember, there used to be, there was a whole comic series about Adam Warlock called The Infinity Watch, yep. which was him and Drax and Pip and Moonstone. And there was one other, and I'm spacing it right now, um, but they possessed the Infinity Stones. And, and they were just protecting the universe from people who would try to use the Infinity Stones, uh, you know, against the universe, like Thanos and the various other characters. And it was a whole little team-up book. <laughs> We're protecting these by keeping them all with us, yes. so you know where they're at at all times. <laughs> it may sound silly, but it actually made, for, <laughs> if you were a fan of Adam Warlock as a character, it made for some really interesting, dynamic, fun reading. I, I know the read was fun. I know the read was fun, but I'm, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, that is the dumbest thing you could do with Infinity Stones. 
I mean, it's true. Heaven, it's true. heaven forbid we scattered him to the far reaches of the universe, maybe put some in an alternate universe. Well, that's how he ended up getting a hold of him in the first place. But it there was took no him a while. Them. They, you... were, they were unprotected. Oh, oh my gosh, and Drax is going to stop Thanos? Get real. No, with an Infinity Stone in his possession, Drax absolutely stopped Thanos several times throughout the Infinity Watch story. And back then, Drax was just a big dumb guy. He didn't have any motivation. He didn't have any character development. Have he was just character. the big dumb guy. He can't was, have. He can't have character but development. But he does now. That's, That's what I'm saying. Drax is a very complex character at this stage in comic history. But back then, he was just a big dumb strong guy. That was his job: was to be the big dumb strong guy. So, you you when in, when you have an Infinity Stone in your possession, even one, you're basically you're a tough. god. Yeah. Right. You're basically god. Now, truth be told, they really didn't understand how to fully access the power of the stones. But they would access it in reactionary ways where it's almost kind of the stone defending itself through yeah. them. So, you know, it was it was an interesting story that that really kind of centered on Adam Warlock and 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 showed you that this man is always going to be the one that will be the check against Thanos. And he's been he's been absent in Marvel Comics for a long, long, very time. long time. Um, and he's a cool character. Right. And we are about to bring him back in movie form with Guardians of the Galaxy Heck yeah. three. Um, so it's a perfect time to reintroduce Adam Warlock and and maybe give him a series again, right? Maybe a, a new Infinity Watch um, with with new characters that will protect the Infinity Stones. I mean, we already saw in the Marvel Legacy one-shot, Wolverine got an Infinity Stone, right? He, he stumbles across it accidentally, but Wolverine has an Infinity Stone in his possession now. He's a character that you can oh put on an Infinity God. Watch. Give one to Tony Stark. Which, no, Tony Stark does not need an Infinity oh, Stone. Oh, yeah. First of all, Tony Stark's still in a coma, or he just came back from a coma and how know. perfect would it be if he got one that would be hilarious you want drama in a comic you give tony think, stark an infinity stone i think the trope that tony stark has had an infinity stone tony stark's part of the illuminati he had an infinity stone in his possession before the illuminati is basically the same thing as the infinity watch you laughed because they hold on to them to protect them but charles xavier tony fucking namor all of these people, they did the same Illuminati thing. almost killed everybody, too. I understand that. And the Infinity Watch made many mistakes during their... During I mean, their no, no, they were literally story. destroying realities. I, I get it. I, I understand. And it almost destroyed their own. I know. 616 almost was not. No one should possess the Infinity Stones because no one... <laughs> the only person that's ever showed any level of infallibility... No, infallibility oh, when it comes oh, okay. to wielding the Infinity Stones but not using them is Adam Warlock. That's fair. He's the only one that should ever possess an Infinity Stone because he's the only one that's not going to use it against the universe. Maybe he should swallow one. <laughs> so I have to cut it out of his belly? I mean, it every two days it would pass, okay? Oh, just, oh, Clean it off, do gross. it again. No, 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 no it's no, fine. No, 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 no. Or he'll just swallow no the next song. That's uh, no good. That's no good. Travel the universe. He can make his deposits, okay? <laughs> uh, so, anyway... Adam Warlock will be back. They are they are bringing him back. Um, Professor Xavier is back. Aha! Which I think has been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly surprised that he stayed dead as long as he did. I mean, With he's Wolverine been dead. being back, they had to bring him back. Well, I mean that that makes sense too. But he's been dead since the end of Avengers versus X Men. Yeah. And that was in 2012. I am really, really shocked that Xavier. Oh my God, that was 2012. Has stayed dead as long as yes. I feel. So old right now. <laughs> 2012 is not that long ago. It's five years ago. I mean, but that's not that long when you consider how long ago 2000 was or how long ago 1990 was. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, I saw a meme on Facebook and it was, I still consider 30 years ago the 70s, not the 90s. 
And it's so I, true, I, I get dude. it, right? I mean, I understand those kinds of things. But the point being, we, you know, we haven't had... I mean, we had Professor Xavier kind of in spirit because he... His brain got taken by the Red Skull, yes, and the Red Skull did. was using Xavier's Marvel brain. Axis, like the worst thing ever. That that Axis, and then Uncanny Avengers, where they set up that story, and he takes the brain of Xavier, and he connects it with its own, and he gets all these crazy powers. So Xavier's been there in spirit, but actually physically having the embodiment of Xavier back is something that we have not had since 2012, and it's time. I'm honestly, like I said, surprised that it stayed. he stayed dead as long as he did. Um, and not surprisingly, because of the return of Xavier, we're also getting the return of Jean Grey. Heck yeah. Uh, original, well, original is a weird word because the, the past Jean Grey is still, you know, a part of the present day. So original seems a little weird, but the Jean Grey, the adult Jean Grey, I guess. The one that we've come to know and love. The one that we knew for so long. Yeah. Yes. Um, now how that, how that will interact with her child self or not her child self, I guess her younger self. um, Adolescent. Right. Is weird. And I'm not really sure what they're going to do with that idea. Um, It's an interesting thing nonetheless. And again, you're bringing back Xavier. There's this Phoenix story, the resurrection, all of these things. I mean, it was natural. Jean Grey was, was going to come back around. Absolutely. Um, And you know, so again, these things just, again, feel like a, a return to form, right? A return to, the days and the things that you loved. Um, the other big one is Old Man Logan Universe. Old Man Hawkeye is getting a 12-issue miniseries. Um, he, in the comic world, was blind, you know, in the in the Old Man Logan world. So I, I, I'm not... Uh, looking at the art, it could be uh, artistic liberties on the, on the part of the artist, but he looks like he might still be blind. It looks like it's supposed to take place after those events, but I don't know. Um, at the end of Old Man Logan, Logan rides off into the sunset. Uh, Hawkeye got shot in the yep. head. He's dead. Um, Logan rides off with Hulk Baby in his backpack. That's right. Um, as the ultimate like revenge on Bruce Banner for being a huge douche. Um, so we we uh, we will move on from there or tell a story about Hawkeye before he met Logan. But when you look at the cover, it's got Logan on it. He's he's unsheathed the claws. Venom's there. Well, there's a well, there was a there was a Venom symbiote in that world that was basically just possessing all kinds of things. Like at yeah. one point, it possessed a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I know. You know, the Savage Land had spilled over into the rest of the world, and there were dinosaurs walking around. And there was some weird stuff going and on. And there was a, a Venom T Rex. So at the end of the old story, Hawkeye's dead. Is he going to be brought back to life? Is is Logan going to try to find a way to bring him back to life? Are we going to tell a prequel story? I don't know. Um, the artistic choices on the cover may have just been kind of an homage to the original cover, but who knows? I guess we'll. we'll I feel like it looks like the original cover. It does kind of. Um, not not completely. You know, I'm not yeah. saying it's the same cover, but it, yeah, I, mean, I think I the homage is a thing. I don't remember exactly what the original cover looked like. Like I can't picture it. I can't recall it in my mind. You know in a complete detailed way. Um, but there's a few covers for it. So this could be like a B cover. We could get a regular cover that shows kind of a younger, older Hawkeye where he's, he's old, but he's not blind yet. Um, he doesn't have the spider mobile. Cause he had the spider mobile for some reason. Makes sense. And he drove it even though he was blind because the spider mobile, when you run it into a wall, it just starts crawling up the wall. That's it was right. It was a whole weird thing. I don't know what's going on. It was a weird universe. Um, Very peculiar. (laughs) 
Okay, so you brought up the original cover. So yeah. it is kind of an homage to that cover. The very, only difference is Logan is kind of put in the background and Hawkeye is front and center. Yeah. Uh, the Hulks are missing in... in yeah, we just have a Venom in the new one. We have, we have the Venom up at the top. In the new one, they also had Hydra guys in oh, the corner they did, didn't where they? there were Hulks. So it is kind of an homage to that original cover with the bloody claws and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that could just be what it is. It might not be a story that takes place after these events, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, so that's, again, they've got a bunch of things that are kind of returning to what they think people will love, similar to how DC Rebirth did their, you know, whole story. Yeah. Um, so, we'll, well, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued. At the very least, I have been upset with some Marvel stories recently and not really been as entertained by their company as I used to be when I was a child. Um, but some of these new things have actually made me think that I want to give some of these things a try. Cautious optimism. Yeah. I talked about in the, 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 the episode where we talked about Marvel Legacy that Avengers 10,000 BC, I'm in. I can't wait for that story. That story sounds amazing. The little tease we got of it in the Marvel Legacy one-shot was fantastic. I'm in for that. When does regardless. that one start? Um, it's not in the solicitations, at least as far as I as far as I could see. I did not see it anywhere. But I think it is coming before the end of the year, so December, maybe even right after the start of the year in January. I can live with that. They're doing so. What they're doing right now is they've got a, a big Avengers story that's happening. They're introducing a brand new character, never been a part of things before, but apparently has always been a part of things. It's weird, like Beyonder level time travel stuff. So, okay. Um, she's always been a part of things. Um, so they're really kind of focusing on that right now. Um, as far as their Avenger stuff goes, and I don't think they want another title having to take focus away from that. Um, but once we get that going and we've kind of had those first few issues, those first you know four or five issues, I think then we'll see Avengers 10,000 BC. Whether it's a miniseries or an ongoing title, I'm not sure yet. I, I'm, in, I'm in for a good miniseries right now. I don't want to get into an ongoing title. I mean, miniseries are always more appealing to a fan because you don't have to spend as much money. You know where you're going to stop, so you don't have to think... You know, if I stop getting this and then 20 issues it ends, am I going to feel like, a, you know, an idiot because I didn't buy those last 20 issues? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and have to go buy them now? So miniseries is always more appealing because you, you know where it's ending. You know you're only invested in for so long. But I think, uh, uh, you know, when you look at who those characters were, so you had a, you know, a Ghost Rider character, you had a Sorcerer Supreme character, you had a Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I think those are, you know, interesting characters that we could explore for more than just a miniseries. I think that could be in and of itself the bread and butter. If anything, you know, the Legacy one-shot showed us that this, that was the best part of that one-shot. I mean, and you can ask, most fans will agree with you, that was the most intriguing part of the one-shot, um, is what they did to lead to what's going on right now. So I think you could spend a lot of time with a team like that and, and still bring something new to the table. It wouldn't just be your, you know... I am not denying that at all. Classic Avengers thing. It's just where I'm at in life. Well, sure. I want yeah. a miniseries. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of there, too, you know, where it I'd like to It sucks getting money. there. It yeah. sucks getting there. <laughs> they're like, no, don't give me a nice ongoing series. Just give me a mini... Honestly, if they were like, hey, this is going to be a 24-part series... Yeah. I'd be in. That's like, even if it's again, not... Again, you know where it ends. That's fair. You know it's going to be over. I mean, they all end. Sure. Even Amazing Spider-Man did. Right. Every comic series ends, but you don't... The, the, the difference in a miniseries is ongoing. In ongoing, you don't know when that end's coming. It could That's come fair. two issues from now. It could come 100 issues from now. With a, with a miniseries, at least you know, right? Yeah. When you're holding issue 24, that that's the last issue. You won't have to buy any more of it. No more buying. <laughs> 
But if you haven't checked out the Marvel Legacy one-shot, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, the solicitations are up on various websites. I particularly found them on, uh, on bleedingcool.com, which I frequent quite a bit. Um, so look it up. You know, see what intrigues you because they've got a lot of stuff coming and trying to draw fans back in. Um, and I think people are going to give them crap about that and say they're just copying what DC Rebirth did. But I think the, the, the big two, Marvel and DC, have been doing that to each other for years. Oh, yeah. When something works, the other company does it. When something else works, the other company does it. When something doesn't work, they back off and the other company backs off. Get, get excited about them taking a step in the right direction. I mean, that's really all we can do. Right. We're taking a step in a, in a new old direction. And whether that's right or wrong, I guess time will tell. Yeah. The previews are making it seem like it might be right. But that is going to wrap it up for us here. Um, thanks, Chris, for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, but um, you guys should check out the website. Um, EntertainTheGeeky.com. I, I looked yeah. at the wrong thing. I had a thing sitting in front of me. I almost looked at but it, but that was not the thing I should have been looking at. Um, there's links to all the Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Um, tell us what you want to hear. If you want to hear us talk about a specific thing, if you think we're not really focusing on the, the part of this newscast that you would like to hear more about, let us know. Hit us up the Facebook, the Twitter. Talk to us because um, we want to hear from you. Um, so that'll do it for us. Thanks again to Chris. Until next time, guys, stay geeky.